0: She said, Deacon from a land down under where women glow in and plunder. Can't you, can't you hear the thunder? Yeah. You better run, you better take cover, yeah. You better run, you better take cover. Hi everyone. Welcome to the Sidearm Nation podcast, the unique baseball podcast. Today, we have former NHL player Joe Watson. Thanks for coming on, Joe.
1: Oh, pleasure. Talk to a guy from British Columbia, my home province. Can't beat <laughs> that. And a Cincinnati Red Scout. My God, the Cincinnati and the Tigers were my favorite teams.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, uh, you know, they're rebuilding a little bit, Cincinnati. But uh yeah. coming up, hopefully, a few years.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I hope you're right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I guess first things first, Joe, could you talk to us a little bit about kind of like what sports looked like for you growing up?
1: Well, you know what? The environment I grew up in, uh, of course, the summers were not long. Um, I grew up in Smithers up northern British Columbia there and our summers, we'd start our summer baseball in uh, in May and by the end of August, early September, the snow would start falling and the team... you know, our season was over and we had a six team league and, uh, we had Prince Rupert, Terrace, Kitimat, Smithers, uh, Prince George was in it for a while. And, uh, there was one, Hazleton. And, uh, so that was our league. and It was good baseball, a lot of good baseball. It really was. And, uh, and I had the opportunity to, uh, in 1960, uh, Terrace won our, 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 league and they represented the Northern division of British Columbia. And we had to go down to Victoria, Victoria. and I was only just turned 17 at the time. And I go down there and I was going to training camp three weeks later, for Esteban, I was going to try it out with Esteban Bruins. But anyway, uh, we get down to, uh, Victoria and, uh, I had a real good, uh, I had a good, uh, I won the, I went, I won the hitting award uh in the tournament and i was playing senior baseball and one guy in particular was larry walker his, his father uh was a pitcher and he was a big left-hander and he could throw the ball and so i had some success with him and uh or off him and uh and our team went to the finals we got beat though and uh but we had a great time and that was a that was basically a, and while i was there um there was a scout from the yankees his name was i think it was eddie taylor from uh from St. Louis, uh, from uh, Seattle. And he came down and he watched our team play, he watched the tournament, he watched the team play, and he inquired uh, with one of our coaches if I would be interested in going, you know, get an offer to go to Yankees training camp. And I says, oh, no, no, no. That was in Fort Lauderdale, I think. And I says, no, I have a better chance in hockey than I do baseball. Too many Americans play baseball. And <laughs> and that was it. That was it, you know. <laughs> but while I'm while I'm up there, you know, I mean, I moved to Kamloops, and uh, and my my ex wife was a nurse at the Royal Inland Hospital, and I was there for eight years. And while I was there, we went to uh, Lacombe, Alberta, for the tournament there a few times, and we did well there too, but we didn't win. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, I've I've heard a lot about that tournament, Joe, and that's kind of where your name kind of came out and was mentioned that you you had played in it from one of my yeah. the guys I was coaching with. Um, uh-huh. Can you talk to us about like that Lacombe tournament?
1: Well, you know what? I, uh, I know we went there and we won our first game in 10 innings and I can't recall who we beat. And then we come up against North Battleford. North Battleford had this American kid pitching and he was a good pitcher and and I corked some hits off of, but we didn't win the damn thing. And then we had to go to the losing bracket and, uh, we won a game, but then we didn't win. We didn't get to the finals of the, lo- of, of the tournament. And, uh, but I was there a couple of years for a couple of years it was nice. And then we went to Calgary on our way back. We played a team against uh, we played a game against a Calgary team. And we did pretty well in there. We didn't win, but we pretty we did pretty well. They had a bunch of American kids playing playing baseball up there in the summertime. And uh, they're a little better but us, but we made a good showing and uh but the Lacombe tournament was always nice. I always enjoyed going there.
0: Nice. Was that the the Calgary Jimmies by chance or?
1: You know what? Uh yeah. Jeff, you got me, buddy. I don't, oh, remember. I, don't. <laughs> I don't remember. It was a nice ballpark. Okay. A nice yeah. ballpark. And uh, yeah. but I don't remember. But uh they had a good team and we were a good team too. But I remember they beat us uh the seventh or eighth inning, they they came on strong and they beat us. <clears throat> but we had a real good time, and but I really have uh, thoroughly enjoyed I really enjoyed baseball as a young boy growing up. There's only two sports I played. I played hockey, obviously, and baseball. Yep. And in the wintertime, I did some skiing and tobogganing, and, uh, and that was it. And those are the only sports we had around uh, in Smithers at the time.
0: And I guess, Julie, could you describe kind of what type of player you were baseball-wise and what, what position did you play?
1: Well, you know what? I did some pitching. Uh, I did some pitching. I played uh, first base mostly, primarily first base on left field. Um, and I made good contact. I, I hit the ball well. And that's probably the reason like Seattle, the, the guy from the Yankees invited me, if I'd be interested in going to uh, to uh, Fort Lauderdale. But uh, I said, no, but, uh, you know, I, I made good contact. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I guess, like,
0: you know, like any thoughts, Joe, like kind of, you know, I know if I find like kids are kind of specialized too young now, like kind of being a multi-sport athlete, like any, any kind of thoughts on that, Joe?
1: Oh boy. Oh boy. I think that, you know, you should play all sports until you tell about 14 or 15 and then you hone in and one, and one skill and that or one, uh, one sport. And that's it. Yeah. Uh, because I think that there's so many distractions that can be if you're playing multiple sports and you got a coach pulling you this way, you got another coach pulling you that way. I think it's very distracting. So I feel honestly, and I tell kids this, I said, play all sports. And then when you, when you get about 14 or 15, decide to do one and that's it. Dedicated yourself to your, to that profession. And hopefully it works out for yourself. Um, uh, yep. yeah, that's the way I've always felt.
0: Yep. And then Joe, did you have any kind of other hockey teammates that you knew that were pretty decent baseball players or did that ever come across or?
1: Oh boy. There's a guy <laughs> named Lyle Bradley. Okay. Lyle Bradley's from North Battleford and him and I played, uh, uh, junior B in, uh, in, um, in North Battleford in 1960. Yep. And then him and I played junior in, uh, in Estevan for, uh, for two years together. And while we were there, we had a lot of success, but Brad was a, uh, from what I understand, uh, when I went to North Battleford, people were telling me he was a very good ball player. And then he moved to, he moved to Salt Lake city and he just passed away here about three weeks ago. And he was my age, and uh, but Brad was a great guy and a, a very very talented athlete, baseball, <laughs> hockey, whatever sport it was, he he could excel in them. <laughs> but I don't remember any of my other teammates, uh, Jeff, that that were, uh, they're multi talented, multi purpose, uh, whatever you want to call them, athletes. But uh, he was one that came to my mind.
0: And then, kind of MLB wise, there, Joel, like, have you been to many games or?
1: Well, you know what? I used to be a big fan of, of baseball, and yep. and 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 it's just not as fast as it used to be. You know what? And my God, the other day the Phillies were playing, playing. Um, uh, they were playing this, uh, San Diego, yeah. And it took an hour to play two and a half innings. I said, Holy <laughs> Christ! I said, Oh my God, Almighty! And that's what that's the trouble. That's one of the biggest problems baseball has. Yep. If there is a problem, it's it's a, a slow play. It is. It is. Thank God they got a rule now. They got a rule in there now but they they, they when they bring a pitcher and he's got to pitch three, uh, three to three batters. Yeah. So that's good. And I think that they're supposed to speed it up next year. You're, you're going to have a clock, clock or whatever and uh yeah, pitch clock, yeah. By a certain time. Yeah. So yeah, I, is- I,
0: it's 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 going to be interesting. I know they're trying to speed it up, but it's going to be one of those things like as much as you try and speed it up, it, it's still I don't know if it's going to make the game <laughs> <laughs> Faster, though. <laughs> I don't
1: know. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, they're trying whatever they can do, you know, and I think that's one way to do it. The unfortunate yeah. thing is sometimes pitchers are going to say, well, God, I got to throw the ball quickly here. I don't know if that's the right pitch, but I got to throw it or else I'll get a ball against me or something like that. I don't know what they're going to do, how they're going to do that. But, and, and, and that, but you know what? You know, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't think, you know, you got 20 seconds to throw a ball. Hell, that, that, that should be fine.
0: And then kind of just, you know, the game, like kind of back in the day, like in the 70s, like it was hard, aggressive. Like guys were taking out, you know, double yep. plays and stuff. And obviously yeah. that's definitely changed and catchers getting run over. Like yeah. any thoughts on that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've seen some bad, bad hits. I remember, I remember Pete Rose got uh, Fosse, yeah. the uh, Ray Fossey, the, the the catcher for, I think he was with Cleveland or maybe, but he, it was an all-star game. Yeah. You remember the All-Star game when Rose ran over Ray Fosse at home plate? Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> almighty <laughs> And In I, I, I and,
0: Huh? In an All-Star game.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. And I met Pete Rose because he played for the Phillies here and I met him uh met him a couple of times and uh you know, just said hi to him and and that was it, but uh but he was that type of guy, man. He 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 played to win regardless of what it was in. He played to win. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, but anybody can lose, Jeff, but no, nobody can win. Not everybody yeah. can win. It takes a special breed to win. Yep. And I think Pete was like, he, he when he came here to the Phillies, they won the, they won. I think they won the, yeah, they won the World Series that year. And they wouldn't have won without him, with without him. They wouldn't have. Do you he, think he just,
0: uh he should be in the Hall of Fame? No, nope,
1: no, nope, nope, none whatsoever. Not what he did. Yeah. No. Nope. Yeah. No, God, no. No, I don't agree with that one bit. No. And you yeah, know, it's, what?
0: Definitely, huh? it, it's definitely tough, right? Like, as a player, he definitely probably earned it, right? But then it's just, it's always going to be that question mark, right? And, yeah.
1: Well, look, yeah. look yeah. at those guys hit all those home runs. Yeah. You know, all Barry Bonds and that, and, you know, Jesus, God Almighty, so, so there. Yep. And uh, those guys will never get in either, and they shouldn't get in, you know? No. Nope. No. Nope. God, no. The, the game is hard enough, but when you take something, some some enhancing drugs to enhance your position or something, like that, that's not fair to the other athletes. So they don't deserve to be in. They really don't. Yeah.
0: And then Joe, this is sidearm nation. Like, do you remember like kind of any sidearm submarine pitchers or facing any or
1: any teammates? No, me, not me. No, no no, no, <laughs> no, no. Uh there was a guy named Art Olson from Houston, British Columbia. He was a sidearmer. Yeah. Uh but he's the only guy, the only side, side, side armor I ever faced. Yeah. Uh, I remember in the major leagues, there was a bunch of guys. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, remember Hoyt Wilhelm had that, that knuckleball? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, boy. And I remember there was a, a, Miller, a Miller. He was a pitcher for the Giants, and he was a side armor. And I remember he came in to relief one game in the World Series, and the wind kind of blew him over. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think he's about 155 pounds. <laughs> but I don't remember a lot of sidearmers. No, I really don't. No, there are there's there's some other ones too. I should remember. But um, oh boy, Ray Miller, uh, El Elroy Elroy Face wasn't no Elroy Face wasn't a sidearmer, was he? Um, I, that uh, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah i have to yeah. check. I know what, I'm going know back I'm in the 50s. I'm going back in the 50s, you know. <laughs> Holy shoot. Of course, you weren't born then, for God's sake.
0: No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. but there's definitely been, uh, you know, like just throughout baseball, right? There's always been sidearm submarine pitchers in the bullpen, right? And there yeah. always will be.
1: Uh, Kurt, uh, Kent, Kent, uh, oh, Kent Yeah, yeah, right. You pitched for Pirates. Yeah. He was a sorry, heck yeah, he was yeah. very, very effective too. Yeah. Well, but there were some other ones too. Like, oh, uh, even like Dan Prisenberry back face. in the day. Elroy Face, gee, I, oh boy, <laughs> God, I can't remember. But there were other ones, there were other ones, yeah. but uh, yeah, yeah.
0: And then hockey wise, Joe, you had an amazing career, won a couple of Stanley Cups and could you just talk to us briefly about some of your highlights of your hockey career?
1: Well, I never scored many goals. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Every goal I scored should be a highlight for myself. But uh, we were I don't know if you remember this, but the Russians in 76, we played the Russians, the Soviet Red Army team. Okay. They were over here beating all the top teams in the National League, and it came down to one game series. And Clarence Campbell, the president of National Hockey League, comes to our dressing room on, on it was January 11, 1976, and says, you have to uphold the prestige of hockey in North America. you have got to win this game. They're beating all our top teams. You've got to win. The only team they didn't beat—they played Montreal. and They tied, but they beat everybody else. And so we—we we more or less, Clarence didn't—he he never liked our style of play. In fact, he did not even want to pre- present us the Stanley Cup, the son of a gun, when we won. So we told him more or less to get the hell out of our dressing room, and we're going to win it. At, win it at, at—we're uh, uh, going to win for ourselves, and which we did. And if Tretjack, or Tretjack, the gate rusher goalie, hadn't have played well, we would have beat him ten to one. But anyway, we were in a short-handed situation the second period, and I never beyond got beyond center ice most of the time. But I happened to sneak in in a short-handed situation and tucked the puck under Tretjak and <laughs> and uh, so I, I one thing I proved, Jeff, white man can't jump. I tried to jump. I jumped about two inches. That was off. Yeah. That was <laughs> 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 that was 1976, January 11 76. Oh God! But anyway, you know, and then of course, winning Stanley Cups, we won Stanley Cups, uh, and you know we we're going for a third one in 1976, and uh, Montreal beat us. And I honestly feel if we had had Pran and McLeish, uh, we never had them for the whole playoffs. We go to the finals, but Montreal beat us. I think that we could have went seven games with Montreal because every game was so close. They won every game by one goal. Hmm. And I remember walking into Montreal the very first game and Scotty Bowman says, oh, we're going to put, we're going to put Bob Ganey and Leach and we'll see what he can do. Well, Leach scores 19 second into the first game of Montreal. (laughs) 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 He just drilled to it. Holy crap, man. And we had Montreal down three, nothing. And that first game and, and, uh, and, uh, Ken Dryden makes an incredible save off my brother, Jimmy. And, uh, and they just seemed to take off from there. And then they beat us with about a minute and a half to go. Wayne Stevenson was our goalie. And, and, uh, we used to call him Fort Wayne. Well, that, that series, he sprung a leak. He had too many leaky goals went in, <laughs> but every game was close, but we got beat. But I think if we had had McLeish and Perron, uh, it would have been a different series.
0: Would have been different.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, And then our first game, our first year against Boston, uh, you know, in 74, you know, Boston had a powerhouse and you Know they had ORS, they had a powerhouse and right, we had a bunch of plumbers, and, and I'll never forget we hadn't beat Boston in seven years. And and after we beat the Rangers in seven games, and I felt the Rangers were the best team in the league that year, but we beat them in seven games. It was a very physical series. And then we go to Boston, and Boston had beaten Chicago in four or five games, and they had six, seven days off to repair. And they were preparing for the Rangers and not us. Well, we beat So we go into we beat the Rangers, we go into Boston on Monday afternoon. And uh I pick up a Boston Globe and I read, I said the headline said, We just this is anti climatic. We just beat a better team to get the finals that we're gonna play for the final of Stanley Cup. And I says, I looked, this is Who the hell made that statement? And I looked, it was Freddie Sure. I said, Freddie, I go to Freddie he says, What the hell are you talking about, Freddie? We haven't beaten them in seven years. He said, Joe, we're not gonna show any respect that we're gonna go after them, we're gonna shoot the puck in Orange corners and go back and make them. Make him go go get it, and every time he gets it, we're going to hit him, get in his way, make him exert some energy. And he might dominate the first three game, but after that, we're going to dominate. And Freddie was absolutely right. The <laughs> unwritten rule is never shoot the puck in Orr's corner, and that's yep. what we did. We made him go back and get it all the time. And and after the series, we win the Stanley Cup. After the series, there was a there was a room between the two Jason medical uh, between the two dressing rooms, and I played with Bobby the year before or in Boston, nineteen sixty six we broke in together. So we were good buddies still. And, and uh, so he comes in to talk to me after we win the cup and I had the cup with me. Uh, I asked him if he wanted to have a drink. He says, no, that's for winners, not losers. And uh, (laughs) he says, you guys wore me right out. He says, well, that was the plan. That was the plan. plan, 35, 40 minutes a game. And he ran out of gas. He told me and he did. (laughs) Thank God he did. (laughs) Oh boy. Yeah. But And then the second year we go and we were cocky enough and good enough that we knew we were going to win and we beat Buffalo. And the third year, third we were out of gas. We just didn't have the, the manpower. But I said, you know, I keep on referring to those two guys and we had to had them. We would have won seven games. Yeah.
0: And I guess, Joe, like just kind of curious, like did you notice like any kind of, you know, like baseball hockey, like any kind of translation between the two or like did, you know, some of it kind of help each other or?
1: Well, you got to have a good eye-hand coordination, man. Holy yep. God, the ball comes at you 100 miles an hour, and the puck's coming at you 100 miles an hour, and Absolutely. you got to you got to have good coordination and and movement. Uh, you know, uh, there's so many similarities there are. You know, yep. God, yeah. I mean, these guys the way they pitch today, holy macro. I wouldn't <laughs> want to get hit by one of them, but I got hit with a puck coming 100 not maybe 100 miles an hour, but I got hit with a puck a lot because being a defenseman, you know, you try to block shots and. There's a technique to blocking shots, and I had a pretty good technique at doing it, but there sometimes didn't work out. <laughs> I remember, I remember 72, I went down to block a shot, and there's a guy named Kevin Schenkel for Pittsburgh. And just as he went to shoot the puck, the puck rolled on a stick, rolled up. And I go down to block where he shot me and he got my rut right in the mouth and knocked my four bottom teeth out. Holy Christ, man. <laughs> Oh boy, I had to drink milkshake for two or three weeks. I couldn't eat anything, because oh, my mouth was so sore. <laughs> <hard. laughs> oh boy, then and then in 1966, uh, my four top teeth were extracted too. Uh, there's a uh, Eddie Shack. I don't know if you remember that name. Eddie Shack played yeah, yep. uh, Toronto and uh, Toronto and and uh, and Timmy Horton, Tim Horton Donuts. He threw the puck around <laughs> the Shack, and as he threw him, he said, "Look out." So Shaq, I, I come in to hit Shaq and he turned around, they got me flushed in the mouth, knocked my four top ones out. And in those days, Jeff, we only had five defensemen, 10 forwards and one goalie. That's all that played, dress. Oh, wow. So that means, you know, you couldn't afford to be off the ice too long because, you know, <laughs> you only had four five defense in there. And then, of course, they're down to four. So I go in the medical room, the doctor comes in there, the dentist, and goes in there, he starts feeling my gums. And he says, do you feel that? I says, no. He says, good. So... <laughs> he starts cutting my gums, pulling the roots out. And, uh, and then he comes to the fourth one. I says, doc, I'm starting to feel the pain here. He says, well, you think you can last a minute? I said, oh, okay, I'll try to last a minute. Head away. He pulled the fourth one out and oh boy, that was painful. Oh my God. The, the ones, the ones in the top are much more painful than ones in the bottom. And, uh, Oh my God, that was crazy. <laughs> Buddy stitched me up. I got 35 in my mouth and I went out and played the third period. So wow. <laughs> that's impressive. That <laughs> was kind of crazy. But that's the mentality of a hockey player. You know, that's the way they yeah. I mean, that's the way it was. Not now. It's not that way anymore. Uh, <laughs> but that's the way it was when I played. It really was. Yeah. You yep. know. Anybody can lose, any Jeff, anybody can lose, but anybody can win. It takes yeah. a spread of breed to win. And that's yep. the way I always looked at it.
0: Yep. And Joe, it's just time for our ninth inning call to the bullpen. So it's just going to be some random questions just to learn a little bit more about you. Yeah. Favorite MLB player of all time. Al Kaline.
1: Yeah.
0: Yep. Uh, favorite NHL player of all time.
1: Uh, Bobby Orr. Bobby Orr. Yeah. Favorite travel
0: destination.
1: Uh, Vancouver.
0: All time favorite professional wrestler.
1: Uh oh god almighty. And I met him too, the big guy, Andrew the Giant. Andrew yeah. the Giant. Uh, he, yeah, he, you he, he met huh? you met him? Yeah, I met Andrew. Yeah, he, he came to the game again in, in the Stanley Cup finals against Boston. He came to the game in Philly, and then he went to Boston. Saw the game there too. Yeah, so I had a chance to meet him.
0: <laughs> Just larger than life, big Oh
1: my god, <laughs> he was about four or five hundred pounds a guy. Jeez. <laughs> 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 I know Chris Jericho too. Chris Jericho is a friend of mine. Teddy Urban was a teammate of mine for years, and uh, that's Teddy right. And I played, huh?
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah, I knew his dad played. Yeah, okay. Yeah,
1: yeah, I played with his father, and and and, uh, and I have a website now. And Chris Jericho follows me all the time. <laughs>
0: nice.
1: <laughs> so Chris, I'd say Chris too. Yeah, I I knew Benoit. Uh, Benoit was a, Canadi- a Canadian, from uh, Quebec, and uh, and uh, you know he. He had problems. He had problems. He took his own life and took his wife's life and everything else. So was very, very sad. But he was a French guy, really a nice guy. And I got to know him because they'd come to the the, the Wells Fargo Center, and i go down there and watch them warming up, and I got to meet him, you know, him and Chris then. That's how I got to meet Chris too.
0: Favorite baseball movie of all time?
1: Oh, God. I guess Sandlot, eh? Yeah, Sandlot's
0: a good one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And Joe, if you could golf or have dinner with any three people dead or alive, who would you like to go with?
1: Golf? Golf or dinner? Oh, for dinner. Dinner. Either or. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, I I I think uh President Kennedy, John F. Yeah. Kennedy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh three, did you say 3? Yeah. 3 okay. Kennedy, uh, John F. Kennedy. Uh I met Robert Kennedy, but I wouldn't say Robert Kennedy. Uh, holy mackerel. That's a good question. Um, uh, Al Kaline. Al yeah. Kaline. yeah. And I would say uh, uh, Mickey Mantle.
0: Okay. Yeah. Would you prefer it to be golf or dinner?
1: Uh, golf. Golf. Yeah. Any particular course? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> We have, a, we have a bunch of good courses here. You know, we got Pine yep. Valley, which is the number one course in the world. But I'd love to play Augusta.
0: Yeah. I get and you. I had a
1: chance to go to Augusta, and I didn't go. I mean, I didn't have a chance to play, but I had a chance to go watch the golf. But I didn't go.
0: And then lastly, Joe, if you could be an Olympian in any sport, summer or winter, what sport would you like to do?
1: Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, my. A skier. Skier. Downhill skier. Downhill skier. <laughs> Downhill skier. Yeah. I do a lot of skiing. I do a lot of skiing. Christ, I'm, I'm, I'll be set 80 years old here in a while, another six, seven months, and, and I, love yeah. yeah. I love to nice. ski. Yeah, nice. My son and I go to Park City, Deer Valley all the time. Yeah.
0: It's definitely impressive what they do at that speed. And
1: Oh, do they ever. They turn oh. over. Oh, God. Oh, I feel, you know what? I never got going fast enough when I played hockey, so that's why I really enjoy that's downhill it. skiing. <laughs>
0: That's fair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I appreciate you coming on, Joe. Is there any shout outs before we sign off?
1: Oh, Jeff, that's very nice. Thank you very much. I really enjoyed it. And it's always nice to talk to a guy from British Columbia. Yeah. And uh, as a young boy, we, and I think I told you, uh, my uncle Johnny Williams had a place there in in Oliver. Maybe it was Oliver. Okay. I thought it was a Soviet, but maybe it's Oliver, but he had a, we used to go down there, and, and in 1957, we went down there to play ball, and we're out there playing, running around in the in the high grass. And and then he come out and said, geez, you kids, you to be out here. There's too many rattlesnakes out here. <laughs> so that was it. I never went out in the field after that. <laughs> <laughs> she said, did
0: come from a land down under? Where women glow and man thunder." Can't you hear, can't you hear the thunder? Yeah. You better run, you better take cover. Yeah. You better run, you better take cover.